live from Vancouver somewhere is Morley Scott. How you doing, man? Hello. I'm doing good. How are you, Daryl? I'm good. Fine. What are you doing? You're a bunch of rustling around in the background. And what's up? Uh, I don't know what you're hearing. I'm just sitting here in my hotel room. Just oh. about to start to do some work. Just got back from a nice walk, picking up a, a coffee and a Tim sandwich, and I'm ready to go to work now. There you go. That's our Morley update. We had the Morley music, so now we better get an Edmonton <laughs> Elks update as we get ready for tonight's big game. <laughs> Yeah, Elks and uh, the BC Lions tonight. Man, a lot of pressure on the Elks, Daryl, to get it rolling because after an 0-2 start, losing two games at home with three straight on the road, they've got to start to win some games. They've got to start to play better. Uh, they're pretty convinced they will. They, they had a short week this week, but they were pretty happy with the week of practice that they had. Basically, uh, some meetings and then only two days on the field uh, this week on Monday and Tuesday. They traveled here yesterday, and we'll get set to go tonight. We'll uh, be on the air at 6 o'clock tonight with the countdown to kickoff show. 8 o'clock for the kickoff, the Elks and uh, the BC Lions. And uh, I'm sure Halsey's been talking about it today. The news came up. I, I think it came out uh, just as uh, just as I was getting here. Uh, a, a, looks like a positive test for Kwaku Botang has uh, taken him out of the lineup. And that's a big loss. He, of course, is one of the best players on their defensive line. And he won't be able to play tonight. And his uh, status for the game a week from tonight in Toronto is likely up in the air as well. Well, he goes through COVID protocols. So uh, the Elks forced to to make some changes and uh, look for Thomas Costigan to get the start at that uh, defensive end spot. The good news is uh, for the Elks that they have uh, an abundance of Canadians already starting, so they don't have to place a Canadian in that spot where Kwaku Boateng uh, will be vacating. They can move an American in and they'll move Thomas Costigan in. Also, Christian Rector will be back on the lineup as well uh, to play at that defensive end spot. And they'll be chasing Mike Riley around tonight, who uh, has uh, been pretty good, I guess, this week at practice from the report we have heard he's been throwing more than he has the last couple of weeks and that uh, sore elbow of his is uh, is getting better. Uh, Daryl you know the kerfuffle that they caused with their depth chart their first two games listing the guy who was starting second both times well uh, they put this week a little proviso on their depth chart they have Riley starting but then beside it they have a little cue for questionable in the bottom of the depth chart it says uh, a game time decision he is questionable to start so uh, he'll start if he can and, and we all know Mike Riley right he's going to start He's what? a tough guy. I don't know. Maybe uh, they'll he, switch uh, it up just to mess with get... their minds. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, if they do, if they do it again, they'll be under all sorts of uh, all sorts of pressure from a lot of people because it didn't go over very well the first two weeks they did it. So I don't think they'll do it tonight. I, I expect Riley to start and to play in this game. All right, outstanding. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's gamesmanship, is it not? But but I guess they do get into trouble. Uh, the league wants a little more clarity. I well, guess, yeah, that's that's the thing. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. It is gamesmanship to a start, and coaches want to protect their depth chart a bit. But uh, especially now when we get in, we're getting into the age of single-game betting. And, you know, and I know people who bet a lot of money are going to do more research than just look at the depth chart. But uh, everyone feels that the depth charts have to be honest if they're going to uh, try and get the money off of uh, gambling that they think they can get off. I mean, some of the gambling sites now are big sponsors of the Canadian Football League. And if uh, coaches and teams are messing with their depth charts going through uh, the season, then those gambling sites aren't going to be too happy with the money that they're paying for advertising and then have it go the way it is. So it's, it's a long, sorted tale. I mean, coaches in the CFL have been, been fudging the depth chart for years, and it's going to be hard for them not to because it's just been something that they do on a regular basis.
And your first road trip since uh, 2019 in the fall. So how how was how was the trip? How was the flight? How was the airport? How, how did you do? I got lucky. I got extremely lucky. I had an empty empty middle beside me. So uh, it was me and a guy by the window, and I had no we had no one in between us. So we kind of looked at each other and and gave a nod and said we'll both buy a lottery ticket because uh, it was I think one of two or three empty seats on the entire plane. That's you know you're waiting right. You're sitting there. You're waiting. I didn't. I'm in the aisle seat. And I didn't do my seatbelt up because I'm waiting for someone to get on. And and then finally you hear that magic ding and they say the doors have been closed. You do your seatbelt up and you go oh yeah this is fantastic. So it was nice to have an empty seat beside me. It was a little weird being around so many people in such close quarters because I haven't had that experience as of yet. Um, but uh, it was, it was, it's good to be back on the road. It's good to be doing football again. And it's good to kind of get into that, uh, that game day routine that we all go through when, when you're in this business. So yeah, I'm, I, I survived it. I'm okay. And uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be flying tomorrow and probably have those same feelings a little bit until the flight takes off. Okay, gonna let you go, Morty. It sounds like your your hotel Wi-Fi is a little slow, so you sound a little bit like Mr. Roboto. So I'll let you go. Uh, enjoy the call tonight, and hopefully tomorrow when we check in with you, we'll be talking about an Elks win. Uh, Hope so, Daryl. Have a great day, everybody. Right on. All right. Cheers, Morley. Uh, Morley, of course, will be on at 6 o'clock this evening with the countdown to the kickoff. And then, of course, the game start at 8 o'clock. Specific time, so it's a little later for all the rest of us. And, yeah, hopefully tomorrow we can be talking about a win. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.